Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are tuning in to the sound of our voices, we give God all the praise, glory, and honor that you have joined us across the airwaves. We are wonderful today. We are just basking in this wonderful heat and humidity of Orlando, Florida, and it is a pleasant, pleasant diversion from the 114-degree oven of Las Vegas for today, but we thank and praise God that we are still, no matter where we are, we are able to touch and agree and come together and be an encouragement in your lives. So I know I have my gorgeous and beautiful co-host on the line, Ms. Tanya Clark Roberts. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon, and you can say that one more time if you want to, but you mean the beautiful part. And I love you. Good morning, morning, Elder. I'm like you. I'm in Augusta, and in the summertime, it's called Disgusta Augusta because we've been 105 (laughs) with 70 degrees uh, percent um, humidity. So trust me, you can go from looking like an almond crunch to a a melted Hershey bar, (laughs) dark chocolate on the sidewalk. Good. Sounds like you could you can make that transition pretty fast with those kind of temperatures and humidity oh, and heat yeah. and everything. OMG, I understand. I understand. Well, ma'am, how was your week? You know what? I just thank God um, uh, really for watching over me. You know, it's in life, it's always hills to climb and mountains, and sometimes there's valleys and then there's a peace. But, of course, I have one that just turned 15 years old, 14, and everybody's heard me talk about it. She turned 15. So, you know, the battle just cranked up and the heat in the furnace just just turned up. So I'm feeling good. Thank you very much. God has given me the strength every day to give me the ability to do what I do. And that's just to keep giving him praise even in the midst of a storm. How about that one? How about that one? Girl, you know what? You be doing these perfect segues to the show. I mean, just how about that one? (laughs) Yeah. How about that? Well, we want to talk about, for real, for real, for real, what we want to talk about today is not allowing the adversities that we encounter on a daily basis 
feel our joy in the midst of the blessings that God is giving us. Um, so often we encounter so much, and, and if we don't take the moment to stop and look around and see all the things that God is doing in the midst of it, of what we're going through, we will lose our joy. We will allow the enemy to rob us of the blessings that God is bestowing upon us. So we're going to just use this show today and dedicate it to those that are in the midst of adversity that maybe have not taken the time to smell the roses while they walk through. We have a guest on the show with us today. He is a, a dear, dear friend of mine. And since I am in Orlando and I am at his house right now utilizing <laughs> his computer, <laughs> I said, you know what, I need you to be a guest. So he graciously agreed. But he has an awesome testimony dealing with this subject because I'm down here for he and his wife. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary this week, and on tomorrow evening they are going to renew their vows, but they're doing it in a beautiful wedding because they did not have a wedding the first time they got married. And in the midst of the beauty of what God is doing, there's just been one thing after another. So we want to just greet a so Paul Greenleaf, and welcome him to the show. Hello, sir. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to Florida. <laughs> we're we're Thank we're you. excited to have you in the next room. Amen. I, Amen. I telling, Amen. Uh, telling Lady Kay before she left here, I said it's going to be really strange because I'm so used to when we do any kind of programming, you're way in Vegas and we're here in Orlando. So, you know, it's like, oh, wow, after the show, I don't have to say, see you later. I'll actually see you. (laughs) So So you'll um, walk out of the other room and actually see me. And you'll be right there. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And I just want to share this again at, at the top of before we go into. I, I shared something my sister on yesterday when we were in the car. And, and it's a part of what we're talking about today in the midst of. And in the midst of, because we, we've had confusion since they got here before. But in the midst of it, we were sitting at Men's Warehouse trying to get a hold of my brother-in-law because they had told us he didn't pay for his suit. And I'm like, oh, Lord, okay, I don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. But it worked out. God worked it out. But in the midst of it, I I said to her, I said, you know, I had just calmed myself down for a minute, and the Lord began to speak to me. And I said to her, I said, oh, hey, Colette, excuse me, Elder Colette on the call, but um, I said, Colette. Um, okay. I'm just Colette. <laughs> right. Um, I said, I said, wow, listen to this, Colette. I said, the Lord told me to tell you that the minute you stepped on my mother's porch and I opened the door, that was the appointed time. And she said, huh? And then I said, the minute you got here, the minute I opened the door, it was the appointed time. And she said, oh, wow, that was deep. She, she got it. And in and, and, and all of it, what I was saying, we, we've known each other how long, Elder? Probably almost 10 years. It's been a long time. Yes, and this is the first time that we met. But the just of it for me is because they have been a steady and my wife and I's marriage for these 10 years. And now they're here. Mm. I'm, I'm going to well up. 
now they're here 10 years into our marriage celebrating with us what they have poured into us over these 10 years because during these 10 years we've done couples ministry together. We've done ministry. Uh, Elder Collette has poured into me and my wife's marriage. Uh, Deacon James has poured in. We've poured into them. And now here at the appointed time, they're here to celebrate this this occasion, this blessed occasion uh, with us. So that that's what it meant to me, Elder Collette. I, it was like my mind went over and just how ironic that we met 10 years ago and here you are now. Amen. Amen. I'm thinking back it's probably to be to be as I calculate cuz if you guys have been married 10 years it's probably been well, right we've been around together 7 12 years. years. Yeah, we've been Okay, but it's been right 12. around 7 years that we've really been sharing. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. back and forth because mm-hmm. the first time we actually spoke was Carlton and I were about to start doing a couple series um, mm-hmm. on on another show that I was working on at that time. And I remember you um, emailing me and asking me to please pray for you and your wife because <laughs> mm-hmm. there was some yep. stuff going on. And, and you were yep. like, you know, just just please pray for us. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. And that's how this began. And here we are, fast forward seven years later, and my husband is going to be your best man, and I'm going to be your wife's matron of honor. Right. And God is good. God is good. Yeah. You know, and, and to see like the I smile was, on her face when she hugged you, it was just that mm. that was a precious moment for me. Amen. Um, Amen. It's amazing. And Tanya, you know, you and I have talked about this over the years that when God mm-hmm. does kingdom connections, we have no oh, idea yeah. what what he's doing and what he's putting mm-hmm. together. Tanya and I met as soon as I got saved. In fact, Tanya um, was a part of New Bethany when I came there, and um, and for whatever reason, she just became my little sister. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was no, just, thank, and thank it, God for it because I needed it. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know God. where you're coming from, thought, Tanya. Who would have thought 28 years later we would be in the place that we are? You know what mm. I'm saying? That we're co-hosting a show that, you know, your life has took so many different twists and turns, as of mine, but you you got serious testimony, you know, and that uh, what God joined together is not just in marriage, but in kingdom connections. That's right. God joined together, yeah. you know, nothing, no enemy, no people, nothing has been able to put it asunder. Mm. I'm like, that's the Paul, beauty. I get, yeah. Yes, yes, it's it is. The, it's the beauty of a key connection. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And just like what Bishop Paul said, if you get welled up, and I believe that's the Holy Spirit, because mm. when you're around people t- that keeps your fire inside of your mm. spirit ignited, then you mm. can't help but to well up and shout. Mm. Like right now, I'm like, mm. I'm moving around right now, and you can't see me, but when I'm on the phone with, with um, Elder, and even with you, Bishop Paul, because I remember the last time, you know, just the power of the Holy Spirit, how Amen. it just begins to take over. And you mm-hmm. can't help but to cry and well up mm-hmm. because it's such a blessing in these days that we live in to know good people and to know yes, real ma'am. people that yes, you can depend yes. on. Or if you need, in the time of need, that they're there. And Elder mm-hmm. Corlett has always been that one to me. 
You know what I'm saying? And and I mean that, and it, and it's just mm-hmm. such a blessing because through those mm-hmm. turns and those and those waves in in life, when they're still there, see, because mm-hmm. many come and go, but when they're still that's right, that's right. That's the blessing. That's the blessing right there. Mm-hmm. And and I needed her yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Pam, Pam, I got to tell you this. I have got to share this. I have got to share this. I yes. had to share with him your wedding day when I looked at you and said, girl, I'm going to knock you out right on your wedding day because I was two two seconds from doing the same thing to him yesterday. It was uh, like, I was there yesterday, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. They, they've oh been calling God. me the bridezilla, the the groomzilla. No, the groomzilla. Yeah. He has been the groomzilla. groomzilla. <laughs> I, I understand, and I was definitely the bridezilla. I was like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. She was like, if you don't, she did one of those oh. Oprah bishops on me, Oprah Winfrey, one of those color purple moments. She balled up her fist and said, I'll, oh, Lord. I'll, beat you, I'll beat you dead. If you say one more word, I will have to beat you dead. Well, I, I, I kind of, I say it in this way. She just cut me a look. That that was right? all it took. She cut me and a I look like, look. I got and I knew I that look, and I was just like, shut it down. So and then she put her hand on my look. shoulder. Yep, right. she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, just calm down. <laughs> right. Right. That's why God put her there in the time of need. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, 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 it was in the time of need. But you know what? I mean, and it's funny. It really is funny because I'm like, dang, am I really that bad? But <laughs> no, no, you're that good. But it's, it's good. not bad, Colette. It's, it's what I needed at that moment. And see, no, the thing is, you, you recognized what I was going through, and you knew that it wasn't, see, okay, my, my mother being there, she might have taken it as angry, but you were seeing what was going on on internally and spiritual and you and so you know the whole meaning of this weekend for me my mother doesn't understand that you know going to what this is all about and and the the outcome of it being anointed and the joy of it of us celebrating these 10 years that nothing but God has kept our marriage together with going through my wife uh, almost passing away uh, three times in the 10 years that we've been Mm -hmm. together, her losing Mm -hmm. her sight, having a stroke, having MRSA, me almost being taken out twice. So we are celebrating what God has done in this marriage because we have gone through the realization that it's been nothing but God. There was a a split up, you know, where she moved out. Uh, There was outside forces that that we call outside forces, and we had to cut off the outside forces and put God back in the middle of our marriage and say, no more outside forces. This is our marriage, not mommy's marriage, brother's marriage, children's marriage, aunt, pastor, nobody. This is our marriage, and this is what we're celebrating on tomorrow. And wow. and these are all of the adversity things that we've gone through, issues with children, issues with exes, you know, uh, issues with, with church folks, if, if I may call them that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, let yeah, me put it in another way. They church folks. They're not God church people. Folks. They're church folks. Church folks. <laughs> That's how I said. Church yeah. folks. That's exactly You know, um, trying exactly. to come in between our marriage. You know, uh, when we originally tried to get married, our pastor at the time liked me. And at first we didn't realize it. And she was telling my wife in one ear without me knowing and telling me in another ear, oh, well, she's not good good enough for you. And, of course, she knew about my past. And she was telling my wife, oh, well, he's still on the down low and messing around with guys. And we were like, of course, the relationship that we had, we would come and talk with each other. And she told me what she was saying, and I told her what, you know, and we were like, okay, we're out of here. Because <laughs> she was trying to kill our marriage. She even yeah. separated us. We used to sit together. And she said, well, you all aren't married yet. You can't sit together. And she sat her next to another gentleman, and he was trying to hit on my fiance, and there was almost a brawl up in the church. Because mm. I was like, look, I didn't put a ring on it. And you didn't put that ring on it. I did. And you better stop flirting with my woman. And the next Sunday, she was sitting back next to me. And uh, and the pastor said, well, I'm going to have to sit you down. I said, guess what? We're going to sit ourselves out of here. Amen to that one. That's funny. Amen to that one. So that's some of the adversity that we've gone through, you know. Mm-hmm. But see, that's and that's that's what I'm saying. Like in the midst of it all, you guys have been able though. Now, you know, this is a reflective weekend. You can reflect back mm-hmm. on all that you've walked through over these ten, even twelve years, even you know before you got married. But and all that you have walked through, the hand of God has yet been in the midst. And so instead of getting so caught up in the adversities that you become embittered or you push that person away or you just, this is just not working, you've been able to get closer together and see the hand of God in the midst of it. And that's what I want to talk about because so often marriages don't withstand adversities all the time. We know that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even my husband and I, that first marriage with the adversities and the different things we went through, it was like, oh, no, I'm going to divorce court. And I don't care who don't like it. And I did just that. Yes. Okay? Amen. Even God said not to. It didn't matter to me. I was doing that thing. You see what I'm saying? But in yep. the second time around, you know, even though we've had adversities, you know, and, and dealt with and actually went our own separate ways for a while, even in the second marriage, mm-hmm. we still saw the hand of God in the midst of it. And whatever God right. told me, I couldn't get a divorce the second time. It was like, uh, okay. But the hand of God was so at work, and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that he listened to God, I listened to God, you listened to God, Keisha listened to God. Even Tanya, you and Jerry, you each had to hear from God in the midst of your marriage for you to see the beauty of what God was putting together. We get so caught up in me and I and what I'm not going to take, what I'm not going to go through, what I'm not going to do. Instead of seeing, God, God, what are you doing in the midst of this? And this is just dealing with marriage, but we deal with this on a daily basis. God can be blessing our lives in such an incredible way, and we're so caught up on the negativity that the enemy tries to bring our way that we miss the blessings of God. 
And if I can speak for Lady Keisha Collette, look at the situation with her when um, in, the, in the midst of adversity, you know, um, her youngest, uh, oldest son was getting ready to have a child, and God picked us up and moved us from Virginia to Florida. And I reflect mm-hmm. that on sometimes, and then she's had two younger ones. Uh, that were, oh, Lord, we've been here four years now, and they're 14 and 15, so they were a lot younger to to leave her babies and be obedient and move to God um, and move to Florida from Virginia. And um, when I told her that the Lord had laid it on my heart, she just said, okay, we're going to be obedient to God. But I know that it has been hard sometimes for her to miss her baby. Now, I'll never be a mother and can't really understand the mother's heart, but I understand my wife, you know. Um, so I, that, that's that been hard, but she did it, and she has been able to see the fruit of it. Amen. Amen. You know, we don't always understand what God is doing when he's doing it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can tell you categorically, I have questioned some things. You know, I'm not understanding this, Lord. See, because I'm that why person. I, you, I don't have to know how. And <laughs> I've said this many times, God, that's your problem. How are you going to do it? That's on you. But I need to know why. Why do I have to do <laughs> such and such? And, and even, in, and I'm saying this because somebody needs to hear this. Sometimes it's why am I held to such a higher standard when I can Mm. see people in the quote-unquote church doing whatever they feel they want to do, and it's all good. So, But the moment moment I even get a thought, I don't even have to carry out the thought. I can just get a thought, and God, you done stepped in and corrected the thought. So it's like, okay, this is not fair. And don't we do it? As I said, why have I got to deal with this? Why am I called to this? But when we allow the Lord to step into our lives, and if we are sincere in saying, God, I I give control to you. It's not about me. It's all about you. You created me to willing to do of your good pleasure. So it's all about you. So once we get into Mm -hmm. that mindset and that place in the Lord, then sometimes we have to understand that the why doesn't matter either. We just have to see him in the midst of it. And and as all of us on this phone line can, can testify to, when we give up, let go, and let God, incredible things are allowed to take place. Incredible mm. things are allowed to take place. And it's funny you said that because, as you know, I'm in that why right now with the situation with my mother because I moved to Virginia to get away from her and then moved even further to Florida to get further away, and now she's four <laughs> houses down. And I'm like, yeah, she why, Lord? <laughs> why, Lord? You know, and, and it's a why every day, and he just tells me because I said so. And and, and it's funny when you said that, it kind of really hit home because, you know, what we've talked about in, in certain things, and she did something this morning, and Lady K went off. No, that's not fair. I said, don't worry about it, honey. Like Colette said, 
this is our weekend. Let her say what she wants. Do she, it, it's duck off of a water. You would have been proud of me. It's, it's duck off of a water's back. I, I don't care what she says. This is our weekend. We're going to enjoy it. No matter if, if somebody say blue, black, white, red, green, guess what? The name of this weekend is Paul and Keisha. I said, so I, I don't care what she does. the enemy. That right there is exactly how you defeat the enemy. Once he knows he can't get at you with that, then he's going to come another way, but he'll leave yeah. that particular issue alone because mm-hmm. that's not working for him, you know, because mm-hmm. that's not working for him. And that's why we have to see the joy in it. I remember you guys called me a couple of nights ago, and you were really and, – and I understand your feelings were hurt. You were hurt because certain people mm-hmm. that you really thought cared so much about you have been promising they were going <laughs> to be here, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're not coming, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then you guys were really disappointed and hurt, and I understand well, that. Well, not now. But my thing was, okay, because my thing was, you better get over people. It's like, you right, seriously, right. the only people, there's three entities that have to be there, you, Keisha, and God, okay? And they will be That's there. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's the two of mm. you coming together to celebrate the presence of God these 10 years. Seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you have to get over people. Tanya, I'll tell you, I, I preach that constantly. got to get over people. Uh, I know. Because you're always telling me so, that. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. Tam, he told me one day, he said, yeah, but you would be disappointed too. I said, let me tell you something. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> my high school graduation, my mother told me I had sent her through so much my senior year. Number one, she didn't believe that I was going to graduate. And number two, she didn't think she would come if I did. I looked her point blank in her face and said, you don't have to come. I don't care if it ain't for two people there. That's me and that man that's going to give me my piece of paper, and I'm good. Mm. <laughs> okay? Mm. So trust me. I mean what I say when I say, mm I ain't worried about the people. People, mm-hmm. people will be used by the enemy to distract you and to try to steal your that's joy. True. I learned that. True. I learned mm. that. So I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> okay? Now, mm. I may be a little disappointed because I really wanted you there, but oh, well. Okay, I'm a firm believer. Whoever God wants to have in your life, whoever God wants to have in your situation, your ceremony, mm-hmm. whatever it is circle. going on with you, they will be there. They will mm-hmm. be there, you know. And if they're not, hey, God, long as they you're there, supposed to be. you know, long as you're there, you know. So mm-hmm. we, it, the the point today is just to really encourage people to see the joy in what God is doing. Because even when he called me, this was the beauty of this. He called me, and I was talking to he and Keisha the other night, and they were expressing, like I said, their disappointment. But then he started telling the blessings of God and everything that God was stepping in, and he was blessing Keisha, the things, the small details that she wanted, Mm. he was blessing her with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even down to her hair and different situations Mm. and stuff. God is that one that's where your focus has to be i remember on our wedding our wedding was going off without a hitch there was only one thing that i could not find and i wanted a white white satin pillowcases for us to kneel on on our for our pillows for us to kneel on as pastor was going to pronounce the blessing could not find those pillowcases 
Day of the wedding, I just given up. Like, oh, well, it is what it is. I promise you, as God is my witness, I'm driving down Las Vegas Boulevard, and there was a Kmart. I don't even shop at Kmart. There was a Kmart. <laughs> and God said, go in Kmart because your satin pillowcases are in there. This is the wedding day. Do you hear me? This is the wedding day. I was like, okay. I went in that Kmart, and there was one pack of king-size satin white pillowcases laying there on the shelf. Mm. One pack. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. That's the kind of God, God we serve. So when mm-hmm. he is going to bless your your situation and you're doing something to honor him, he's going to show mm-hmm. up in the midst and he is a God of detail and he will give you down to that last detail. So no matter what mm-hmm. the situation is, you got to see the hand of God in the midst of it. I mean, Tam, That's even true. with your situation with, with your daughter, you know what I'm saying? It has been a rocky road. God in heaven knows. But I promise you, there's going to be a day when the two of you will be able to sit down, look back, and say, look at God. Look oh, at yeah. God. I'm doing it yeah. now. I'm doing it now. It doesn't matter what it looks like because I realize in the spiritual realm is different. So all mm-hmm. I'm doing is everything that the enemy is trying to show me, I'm turning it around and I'm speaking against the enemy. I don't care what you're showing me. Amen. I know she's going to do great Amen. things. I don't care Amen. how bad her mouth is. I know you're going to use that mouth for good. I don't care how bad that go. attitude Come is, on now. That, that sneakiness is, that triflingness is. I know you're going to turn that all around for the good. And just as she can there lead you young go. kids into bad to do what she wants them to do, Lord, you turn it around for her good and our good. So it's mm. just transition, and that's what I want to tell you, Bishop. It's just such a blessing because I realized, even in my kitchen this morning, I looked at my husband and I said, ooh-wee, another blessing. Because every time mm. the furnace gets cranked up and every time the water gets to boiling, I don't know about anything else, but that's like how you do sometimes to purify your utensils. Or when a well, baby is born, you purify mm. the bottles in the water so it won't be no bacteria. Well, guess what? Mm. The water's been boiling around you and your wife, and the furnace has been turned up. But, oh, we mm. another blessing. Because regardless mm. of the fact what the enemy thought he did, regardless of the fact nah. of how, who he thought he used, nothing's formed against you prospered. Because that's mm. a good blessing. The reason why Colette is planted there, and I was listening to my sister, because this is one of my prayers. Lord, I know I'm not perfect, and I need correction sometimes. But please don't mm-hmm. send nobody my way that can get up in my face to tell me about me that don't know what they're talking about. So when my mm. sister says something to me, and I know that's how you received it, it's mm-hmm. good when you have a spiritual correction in your life so you can handle and it. Receive it. See, and receive it and can handle it, yes. So it, it doesn't matter. Like you're saying, I remember when I was getting married. Man, I thought all these people were coming. I made all these plans. My sister will tell you. Not only did they, I, I made a mistake because I was so anxious that I put the wrong measurements in for my then they told me my dress wasn't gonna come. Then I sit there, my minister. <laughs> my minister's mother passed away and then and oh, she literally was burying her mother on the same day as my wedding. All my, my friends God. decided not to come at all from Atlanta like they told me. My sister couldn't make it. One girl on my new job that I had just been there a month heard me say that I was getting married. Literally Corlette will tell you, I called my sister up and I was crying. I said, the minister's mama died. I don't know what I'm getting ready to do. That fell through. They lost my dress. Um, Blase, blase. You know what she said to me? While I'm talking to you, I'm finding a flight right now. 
Now, since I don't have blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But I got this. I said, just flight and be careful when you get here. The blessing is, who was there that day? That's who was meant to be there. Because, see, mm-hmm. when the word of God says, what God has joined together, let no man put us under. See, that's what this mm-hmm. program is all about. Whether it's a marriage in the spirit of God that God has joined together, a friendship, a sistership, a brotherhood, whatever it is, what God has joined together, no man can come in between it. No man. So I'm just so blessed, Bishop, about you and your wife coming together again. I'm praying my husband and I can do the 10-year thing, too. I've been married to him going on four years, and I feel like we've been married for 50. Not because mm. he's a bad husband. But because I do know what you're talking about, opposition on every hand, church folks and everything Mm -hmm. else. But one thing, be encouraged this morning to say this to you. I am so happy for your union of 10 years, and that's the greatest blessing of them all. Mm. Amen. Amen. God is an awesome God. He really, really is. You know, he always has that ram in the bush. And and it was really funny when Tanya and I were talking, when she called me and told me about the minister, I said, okay, I'm not licensed in Georgia, but if you can just have her sign your wedding certificate, I'll be there, I'll officiate. And that's just what Mm -hmm. we did. It's like, you know what I'm saying? God always has what you need, and you just go forward, you know. And, And it falls in line with what he wants to see happen. It falls in line, you know. And yeah. that's how the Lord did yeah. it for us. I mean, look what happened with us. Uh, you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, sister, but my bishop was supposed to do our wedding. And what was it, like three days beforehand? Uh, mm-hmm. She called and said she couldn't come. Now, in the interim, God already had a ram in the bush. But God put a twist because, see, in the beginning, when we first started planning this over a year ago, we wanted my godmother to do it, who is just like a mother to me, not just a godmother. But she said, no, you're my son. I want to sit as a mother. And we're like, okay, well, you can do the scriptures. She said, yeah, I'm good with that. I want to see my son get married. I'm like, we're like, okay. So we asked our bishop, well, as I said, Three days ago, she said she couldn't come, but my godmother was already here. I immediately, before I even told my wife, picked up the phone and said, Ma, you're going to have to officiate. She said, okay, son, no problem. (laughs) So what happened was we got what we wanted in the first place. And when I was sitting outside reflecting on, on the other night, the Lord reminded me of his word. He says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And not even thinking that was the, the, the desire of our heart to have mm-hmm. our godmother um, do the wedding. Mm-hmm. So she said no, but because her desire, you know, was to, but now if you notice, Colette, she's excited about doing it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, because so God has changed your heart to be so. Yeah, I mean, but like you were saying, in the avert, in in the, in the madness of it all, in in the in the troubles, you got to look at what God's doing. We yeah. think that we're organizing and forming this wedding, mm-hmm. but actually, 
God is doing all the organization, all the forming, and all yep. the planning yep. for what yep. he wants it to be. Not what we That's want right. it to be, but what he wants it to be, how he wants it to flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and last night when I was sitting and reflecting, I said, you know what, God, I have not, and I had to ask for forgiveness, I have not stopped and given you this day, God. You gave me these 10 years with this beautiful woman. Mm. Thank you, God. And now I'm giving you this day tomorrow, God. Excuse me. And that's what it's all about. I didn't do that. I didn't give it it to God. Yeah. Wow. And I had to give it to him. I had to say, Lord, because of you, I have this day tomorrow. Hmm. Hmm. That's an awesome, awesome Because of thing. you, he, you know, and she's that's still what reflection here. does. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, that's, that's it. You know, it's all about giving him the glory. And I've said that to you a few times. This is all about giving God the glory. We're coming to celebrate, but we're celebrating him for his faithfulness for these 10 years. Because mm-hmm. it, had it not been for him. We wouldn't want none of us be sitting here right now getting ready to do this. Amen. You know, Amen. had it not been for him. Something that my father taught me, and I don't even know if he, well, I don't, I'm sure at the moment he didn't really realize what a profound effect it was going to have on my life, seriously, because a year mm. later he was gone on the glory. <clears throat> but my father had cancer, and in the midst of how he handled it, it taught me life lessons about stopping and seeing the beauty in life and in the different things that, you know, we encounter. I'll never forget, I was like six years old, and he told me one day, let's go for a ride. And it was like, okay. So we went for a ride. We rolled out to the lake. On the way there was really a, a precious father-daughter moment that I cherished. We stopped at this little diner, and uh, and I was able to drink my own cup of coffee. I thought, girl, my stuff didn't stink, I'm trying to tell you, because I'm sitting <laughs> at this table drinking a cup of coffee with my daddy, okay? Because I used to drain mm. my mother and my father's cups, you know, when they were through so I've been drinking coffee a long time. <laughs> but I have to go to on sit pause there for with a my quick father, second to Sure. To to sit there with my father, you know, to to have this cup of coffee was, was really, really precious. But at any rate, so when we left the diner, we went out to the lake. And by the time we got to the lake, I was sound asleep. I'm a little girl, right? But he woke me up, and he woke me up to show me how pretty the moon looked glistening over the water. Just, you know, baby girl, look at this. Look how pretty that looks. And it taught me to take joy in the little things, to see the beauty. Now, you think about this. This is a man that's dying of cancer. I don't know at the time he's dying, but he knew he was dying. But he took the time to take me out to the lake to show me the reflection of the moon over the water. And how pretty that was. That was awesome. And I never forgot that. And we have to have those wow moments in life where we can sit and even in the midst of everything that's going on, we can reflect on the good. We can reflect on the good. And that's what we want to encourage you all to do today is I know that that some of us, the battles 
seem insurmountable. They seem like you're never going to get through it. They just seem like it goes on and on and on. And you get to a breaking point where I just don't think I can take any more of this. But we want to encourage you today, get in a quiet place with God. Get in a quiet place with God. And just as Apostle Paul was saying that he did last night, and begin to reflect. Begin to reflect on what has transpired even in the midst of that adversity. Begin to reflect how God has yet showed himself mighty in the midst. See, it's when we're at our weakest point that we can really see the might and the power and the strength of God in our lives. Because when we're strong, we feel like we're doing it ourselves. But Mm -hmm. it's at that weak moment. It's at that footprint moment when he's carrying you that you really realize it really ain't about you to begin with. You know, even when you think Mm -hmm. you're all that in a bag of chips, you're not. (laughs) Okay? Mm -hmm. You're not. And the one thing, and I, I, I take this to heart when I say this, I recognize and realize that every time I take a breath, it is by the grace of God. Because the moment right. he says no more, those lungs are going to shut down, and all the air in the world ain't going to help me. Right. He's not going to help me, okay, because he's going to say, Mm-mm, nope, you will not breathe another breath, and you're done. Mm. You're done. Mm. So you have to reflect on if you are still here in the land of the living and able to open your mouth and breathe in and breathe out. You still got an assignment. It's the hand of God. I'm telling you, it is the hand of God. And so you have to learn to reflect on his beauty. Seriously. Mm. Seriously. So my sister, you know, give a testimony on how in the midst of adversity you have seen God, you know, just to to encourage our people. Oh, gosh, I can say it in one word. I'm still here. Amen. You know, I'm still still here. I think that's all I can say because – Everybody must know that adversity does come. It always comes. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. stop that. It's, it's the battle of life. It is a part of life. Mm-hmm. Without adversity, you can't become strong. I'm like mm. you, sis. I remember times that I used to say to the Lord, why? You know what I'm saying? Why you hold me? I don't, I, I'm nothing. Why would you hold me more accountable than them? They're allowed mm-hmm. to do whatever they want to, but you get right on me the minute I do it. Mm. Or you grieve me the minute I say it. Or you, you, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, what I thank God mm-hmm. for, I was walking, I was running the other day, and I was speaking to a, a pastor, and he said, out of some of the things you've been through, what would you would say the two main things is what was your turnaround point? I didn't choose him. He chose me first. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm so powerful. glad about it. And then I need to say that if it wasn't for his love and his, and his forgiveness, then I, would, I could not have made it this far because I'm so glad for the people that have turned their backs on me. I thank God for that. Mm. I never thought I would say it. I thank God mm. for the ones that have talked about me, have that spit on me. I have been beat down. I have gone through a lot of opposition. But I thank God for all of it because I'm still here. So everything mm. that they thought they did, all the words that were spoken saying what I would not and I could not do, mm. I'm so glad that we serve a God that is able to tell people, I'm still here. See, it don't Mm. matter how bad you hurt me. It don't matter how what you did against me was bad. It doesn't matter I can look at my body and still see the scars from my battle from a long time ago. But again, Mm. I'm still here. 
So mm-hmm. somebody needs to know, no matter what opposition you go through, if God keeps giving you the ability to open up your eyes every morning to see another day, then mm-hmm. that's the time that you need to realize that that's a day and a purpose, a time and a place to do great things today. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow, bitch. It's about today. Amen. Tomorrow mm-hmm. can handle itself. Amen. Mm. Thank you for this. I'm going I'm to tell you this, though, real quick. You just gave me a word. The next time I preach, I'm going to be preaching. I'm still here. What? Mm-hmm. Girl, you don't know how much I just got out of that. I mean, yeah. when you when you was talking about that, I said, my God, that's a, that's a word right there. And I already know where I'm going to come out of Scripture. Yes, I'm still I said, here. I said, I got to tell her, yeah. I'm going to use that one. Can, can I borrow that, sister? <laughs> yes. And I got the song for you. Before you preach it, play the Williams Brothers, I'm Still Here. Okay? I'm Still Here. Because there you go. Because that was my theme song for a whole year. Every time, I, I literally, it was my song, my ringtone, it was my theme song, I'm Still Here. <laughs> mm, mm. I'm Still Here. Now, Colette, you yeah. know what the closing song is tomorrow. Mm-mm. The best is yet to come. I know that's yes, right. Now you remember when we met when when we first connected with you all. That was me and Keisha's song because everybody kept telling us the best is yet to come. The best is yet. I mean that's what we've always heard all through our marriage. Okay, mm. and the best is still yet to come because see the best Amen. never ends when it comes to God. Amen. So that, that's a song Amen. that can continue on. You know, people say, well, the best is yet to come. Yeah, the best is yet to come and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming because mm-hmm. we serve mm-hmm. the best God. So the best that yet hey. to come is always going to continue. From glory to, to glory. Come. <laughs> Amen. From glory to From glory. From dimension that's to it. dimension. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. And, and I wanted to Amen. say something and, and remind you of something that you said when to, to Keisha and I. When we first began to plan this, and we had asked you to to um, to to come, you said to Keisha because um, I told you your your sister was had the the, the dollar bill sign in her head. Well, how are we gonna do this? 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 And I said, Colette, you need to talk to your sister. <laughs> and the only thing that you said to her was you asked her a simple question. You said, who's your daddy? Who Who is your mm-hmm. father? And she said, God. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. went into what? Well, then he got you, sister. That's your daddy. You don't have a natural daddy here. That's your daddy. So he's got to do it for you. And he has. I remember that conversation very well. My first question mm-hmm. was, who normally pays for the wedding? It's normally the yep. woman. Oh, that's parents, right. Yep. Your yep. father. That's who normally mm-hmm. plays for the wedding. So, therefore, yep. who's your daddy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's yep. Who is your daddy? Mm-hmm. And here we are. Well, it's probably, what, six, eight months later, and who is taking care of this? Her daddy. <laughs> daddy. Nobody but Her God. Daddy. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody daddy. but God. Even oh, even down yeah. to to the dress, just just like you said, uh, Sister Tanya, her we we ordered her dress. It got here and it didn't fit her. And when I went to go reorder, <laughs> Colette had issues. Every one of the uh, the women had had issues with their dresses. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And um, yeah. but when I went to order her dress, they said they only had two left. I didn't know that it would get here in time. And I, when I saw it, it said only two left, and one was in ivory and one was in white. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. But sometimes with the site that I ordered her dress from, you can put the order in, and, and they send you, uh, they kick it back and say it was out of stock. So the whole right. time after I put the order in, I was praying that I wouldn't get within an hour out of stock. I said, God, you said your daughter was going to have this wedding, and she was going to be in this wedding dress. So it is going to be in the mail two days from now. <laughs> and I, it was, I stood on that so, and, and, you know, I'm not giving out where I got her dress, but I stood on that so that I did not go back and look an hour later to see if I got the kickback email. I just walked away saying, it's going to be here in two days. Amen. Amen. And it came in two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it it's awesome, you know. Okay. It is awesome just to see the hand of God at work. So, like mm-hmm. I said, that's that's the whole point today is just to encourage you wherever you may be in life, whatever you may be walking through, <clears throat> to know that yet still God is in the midst. And there are times, mm-hmm. and I, please, I'm not making light of anybody's situation. There are times when it seems so dark and so bleak that you don't really feel you can see the hand of God in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. But he is and, and Can I share about that collection? Sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, going away from the, the wedding, just, just in my life in general, God has proven to me so many times that even in the midst of times when I've been in my darkest, darkest moments, felt like nobody else in this world understood me. Uh, I mean, just feel like I'm, I'm in, um, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced being in a cabin. And there's a section when you when you go into the underground cabins that they turn off the lights. Now you know, like if in your, you're in the home, in your home or whatever, and you turn off the lights, you can at least see your hand in the dark. Well, when they turn off these lights in the cabin, you it it's like being blind. You can't see anything. And there are times in my life where I have been in that position where it was so pitch black. I I could not see anything. But mm. in the midst of that darker darkness, there was a flicker of a light. And that mm-hmm. has been always that that light has always been there. Sometimes so dim that I would really have to look through the thickness of the blackness to be able to see that little tiny flicker. But that flicker is what has been there to constantly remind me that it turns into a fire that lights my path. And that's the fire of the Holy Ghost. I mean, because I've been in some tight, tight squeezes. I've been in, in, in some thick mud and, Mm. and, I, I, I didn't know, I, I, there were times I didn't know if I could see my way out. But because I had taken the time to learn 
the God that I serve. I don't know about anybody else's God who they, you know, their relationship, but the relationship that I have with my father now, I can go to him and say, look, daddy, your word says so-and-so and so-and-so and so. Now what are you going to do? And that's how I do it. Now, what are you going to do? Because I can't do it. You've told me in your word that I can't do it, that I need to give it to you and allow you to do it. Okay, here I am. I'm standing here, and I'm saying to you, okay, Daddy, I can't do it. So now what are you going to do? According to your word, this is what you say you're going to do. So come on now. Amen, amen. And you, he you don't tell me to give it up and to give bring it to him you. into remembrance. Yes. Yeah. He tells us to bring him in remembrance of his word because he honors his word. He can't he do. He word. can't do nothing but honor it. That's it. That's it. He. Um, I, I I shared this once before, but this is this was so profound to me. And I, and I hear what you're saying about being in those dark places. I remember being a teenager, and most of you know my testimony. I had by the time I was 16, I had two children, um, mm-hmm. and there were times where I would feel literally like my mind was just leaving me. I was under so much stress <laughs> and strain and going through so much. And and I've always had this thing about being in the darkness. I, I'm not afraid of the dark. I, I embrace it, to be honest with you. So I would mm-hmm. go in my room and turn off all the lights, but I would turn off all the lights and I would sit there and I would just rock. I would be kind of like just hold myself and rock back and forth, pretty much like you see the people in the insane inside mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would basically be what I looked like without the straitjacket. <laughs> but I would just go in there and I would just hold myself and I would just rock back and forth. And I was literally, literally just trying to contain my mind because I felt like it was slipping away from me. And I would just rock. Well, probably, it's probably been about five, six years ago now, um, I was doing a shut-in. And I had been just walking and praising God and praying and what have you. And I had just sat on the floor and was just basking in the glory of God. And I was sitting there rocking back and forth, but it was just, I was just caught up in the spirit. And it was just such a euphoria within me and just praising God. And I was just rocking in his spirit. And the Lord spoke something very profound to me. It just blew my mind. He said, you see how you're rocking in me right now? And I was like, yes, Lord, because it was just such a glorious moment. He said, when you were rocking as a teenager, you were rocking in me then. Mm. And that blew my mind because I promised he was not my thought back as a teenager. But what I did mm-hmm. not realize is as I was sitting there rocking and trying to hold on to my sanity, he was holding on to me. I was rocking in him then. I, I'll never forget it. A friend of mine was in the shut-in with me. And I looked at her. I said, Jackie, this thing is real. And she looked at me. And she was like, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. but it just it blew my mind that he would take me back to those moments when I thought I was losing my mind and share with me that as I was rocking, just like I felt his presence then, you know, in that moment of euphoria and being and practicing the presence of God, just like I was feeling and knowing I was in him right then, he took me back to let me know, even though I didn't know that I was in him. I was still in him. He was still holding me. So it's it's a it's an 
incredible thing to really recognize the power of God in your life, even when you don't feel him. Even when you don't feel them. I remember Even times when like I saved when, yes, yes. And, and let me share this. And this is important because somebody may be hearing us and feel like they're in a backslidden state. And you might feel like whatever you've done has been so wrong that God can't forgive you or that God's not there because you can't feel him. Okay, we cannot ever equate God to a feeling or reduce him to a feeling. We know we have feelings in times where we can literally feel his presence, but never reduce him down to just a feeling. Okay, because there was a time in my walk with God since I got saved that I did some things that I was a disobedient to the Lord. And for the first time since I had gotten saved, I didn't feel his presence. But that was my fault because I had been blatantly disobedient to what he had said to me. But, you know, as I pressed my way back to get my place in God, I didn't feel him. And that's what I'm saying. You cannot reduce it to a feeling, but Mm. I knew his word and I stood on it. Mm. Like you said, Paul, you took his word back to him. I knew his word and it was like, okay, God. I've I've repented, I've confessed my sin, I've repented of it, and I know you said that you would never leave me nor forsake me. So even though I don't feel you right now, I am not going to let go because I know by Mm. by, just as well as I know anything that you are still with me and I'm going to press back to where I was. That was my mindset. I now have matured since that time, and I know that he don't ever take you back to where you were. He takes you further. (laughs) He takes you Mm. further. Okay, so I know that now, but at that time, my mindset was like, I am pressing back to my place in you. That was my, that was my vision. So even though you may feel that you, you, you disappointed God, you feel that he's not there, you may even feel that the reason you're going through the things you're going through is because you made those bad choices and walked away from God. Please know this. He is yet there. Mm. He is yet there. Mm. And all he's doing is waiting for you to give up on you, okay, and start relying Mm. on him and start relying on him because he's there and he's going to see you through even your darkest moments. So we're down to the last two minutes of the show. So, Paul, I'm going to let you share in closing remarks and then, Tanya, we're going to give it to you and then we'll be done. Amen. And and I just, I was listening to you and I I just want to share this with, amen, um, with anyone that uh, may be listening or coming to the to the archives, I was reflecting on my younger years as as a young man around ten, and we we talk about darkness, but um, as you were talking, God was reminding me of something. One of those very dark dark times was the time during when I was being raped, and I I could see myself just. Um, and, you know, and I've seen it in movies, and it never uh, affected me than just now seeing it. it. It's like God was showing me a movie screen of myself. And I can remember during the, the action of being the rape, I would just be laying there just dead, you know, just lifeless in tears, uh, just coming down my eye. And as I started, as I was sitting here and, and seeing it, I could see God watching. And what he was showing me was that he was seeing what was happening. And even though I might have been hurt at the time, 
still watching over me. And and that's what mm-hmm. he was showing me. Even though I was going through, he knew the outcome of it. He knew how powerful the testimony was going to be after the effect. So I say mm-hmm. this to, to anybody, any any male or any female that may be going through pain, be it be abuse, be it rape, be it whatever, God is still yet there with you. You may not feel that he is. You may not feel that anybody else is there or anybody else understands. But trust and believe me. And even to those that may be listening in Orlando that feel that because of what just happened, that they they deserve to die. Guess what? I was one of them. And God is yet still a deliverer to this day. Yeah. So remember this when you lay down and go to sleep. People like us, God can change. Just because we yeah. were homosexual, just because we might have put up on a put a dress on, just because we might have loved the opposite sex does not mean that we are not yet still God's children because we're mm. all God's children and you don't know what we went through to make us that way. My situation was I was being raped as a child, and that spirit lingered on me. But because yet somebody prayed, because yet God was watching over me, I was delivered out of it. So that's what I want to leave today because that was an adversity that I had to go through. That was a pain that I had to, but I had a God and a father that loved me enough to bring me out so that I could share this today. Colette, I love you and thank you so much. Amen. Love you too. Amen. Tam? I just want to say thank you for this moment. And And while Bishop was talking, the Holy Spirit told me to tell whoever's listening, take a deep breath. In and out. Mm. That lets you know that God is there. Because you could not have taken that breath without him. I love Mm. you guys and have a blessed week. But every time you take a breath, remember, God is still in the midst every time you're breathing. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Apostle. We appreciate your input. It has been a very, very blessed show. And Tanya, as always, love you with my life. God bless you all for listening, and I would invite you to invite your friends to go back into the archives. If this has blessed you, it will bless them as well. God bless, and we will speak to you or meet you once again next week in the airwaves. Have a blessed week. Amen. Let's keep it real.